This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. Hey, everyone. I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring 20s Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Hi, bud. You, sugar pie. Oh, I'm a sugar pie today? You're always a sugar pie. Wow. What does that consist of? I don't know, but it's weird because sometimes I feel like I revert to like an old lady. Like Ashley brings out yeah. this old lady in me and she always goes, what's up, sugar? Sugar? No, you you do say sugar a lot. I do, but sugar pie felt appropriate today. Okay, okay, that's fine. We, we like a, a revert to an old lady as your uh, 25th birthday party theme is Correct. 80th birthday. So it all kind of, it comes together. It's making sense. Relevant. It's all relevant. <laughs> anyway, on Thursday, we have an incredible episode, something so interesting, I think, with Raquel Mantra. We talk all about spirituality and spiritual practices and her journey to spirituality. And Raquel's just so awesome. And she doesn't claim to be like a guru or a teacher because she believes that she's still on her journey, which I love because I think we're all kind of on the journey. And um, it's a, I think it's just such a really interesting episode, especially for someone I would say who's not really into spirituality. I think mm-hmm. it's a really good introduction to totally. kind of stuff like we do get a little into like more um, some deeper ideas and some more advanced practices. But I think that the way that she describes what she views spirituality as is a is very grounded and relatable. Mm, and I yeah. think it's a really good episode, whether for anyone, whether you're like, I'm super spiritual, I have all these amazing practices, or you're like, eh, I'm not really sold on that stuff. I think she's like a really cool place to start. I totally agree. And it's so funny, because I feel like people that are open to just to different perspectives or different ideas, like you just feel their energy so differently. Like from the moment she came on, I think one of the first things we recorded the episode a little bit, a little bit ago, but I think she said, I feel so connected to you guys already. And we're like, us too. So it's just so cool that when you lead with such an open heart and open mind it's so well received so uh, yeah and I think that when we have too harsh of an opinion on anything it just closes us off to potential opportunities and I feel like I've been learning that a lot throughout this past year of life and especially and it's been so cool that the more that you allow yourself to just think about other options or really see ask yourself if something else could serve you it, it could have the potential to really change your life yeah I, I want to dive more into that but before we do that let's Let's do our our routine called Bride and the Girls. I always want to give like some sort of prize away when I do that. Maybe we should <laughs> listen when we when we like rack up the bills. We'll we'll have like legit shit, like a Pride and the Gold prize. Yeah, but like we I also have a, have a merch. You know, we love a merch. So when we start to really get the funds to give it away. Oh, it could be like a pickle stuffed animal, a stuffed pickle, if you will, that says Roaring Twenties Podcast on the side, and we could give them away for like weekly Pride and Pickle winners. You got to stop. It exists. No way. Yes, a pickle stuffed animal exists. Oh my God. I'm kind of sold on this and we'll have Roaring (gasps) Twenties Podcast embroidered on it. Wait, I want to show it to you. It's really cute. Show me. How do I do that? Take a picture on your phone and send it to me. Okay, you're gonna die. It's so cute. And why are you really sold on this? Do you guys like this idea? Would you like to win a stuffed pickle, perhaps? A Roaring Twenties podcast stuffed pickle? And because you, um, and we can put like a little t-shirt on it. And because- Oh my God, it's wearing a Roaring Twenties podcast t-shirt? For this picture, I sent it to you. It's so fucking cute. Wait, a stuffed pickle in a Roaring Twenties podcast t-shirt that says real and raw. 
or that's his pride and pickle. Like, I don't know, either one, like very cute. Do you so want cute. one? Do you want to win one? I think it's a yes. Wow. They're so cute. Oh my God, these are so cute. I did not expect you to react. <laughs> Guys, I, Brenda, you need to post a picture of these on Monday with the episode so that people can know what we're talking about. Okay, I must. These I are so cute and they have a pickle jar. They're in a freaking, we, we, I don't think we can afford a pickle jar right now, but eventually you can get it in a pickle jar, I think. Eventually you can get one, a pickle in a pickle jar. <gasps> Oh, wow. Wow. And we should we can have people submit like their pickle of the week and we'll pick a winner each week. Yes. Oh my god. In your Roaring 20s podcast pickle stuffed animal. My gosh. Okay, this is amazing. Wait, I love this idea. We're gonna follow through with it, but we'll stop talking about it so that you guys don't get overwhelmed because we're excited. So excited. <laughs> so speaking of pickles, I have two pickles. The first one is just hilarious. So I really want to start on a hilarious note. Sure. Um I gave so because of COVID and like all this random shit, I didn't give Ashley and her mom their Christmas gifts on time because we just kept like rescheduling, rescheduling, whatever. So I left them in my car. So I've had them in my car since December. And when you have shit in your car, like stuff just builds up over time. Like my you could throw something. Right? Like so you could throw something in the back seat. Like you don't know. Mm-hmm. So during my birthday parade, when you guys came by, I was like, oh, you guys are here. My car is here. Perfect opportunity. Let me give you your your gift. So she FaceTimes me when she's home opening them. And she goes, I just want you to know, I think you left some miscellaneous items in our gift bag. <laughs> and okay, here are the three <laughs> things that did not belong in the gift bag. So, uh, my gloves, my running gloves. Oh, need those. I want to say, a, was it a sock? My running gloves? A sock. Of course There's a sock. Always a stray sock. When Here's the gloves. fucking winner. Anti-diarrhea medication. <laughs> No way. Maybe Ashley thought she that you were telling her something and that was her gift. I laughed, Julia, so hard because I was like, you know what? That's that on brand hilarious. for me. It's just on brand. That is and, so on brand. Oh my oh, God. If I could think of three things that would like describe Brenda, it'd be like running gloves, anti-diarrhea medication, and a stray stock. So it really makes it sense. It was so on brand. I was like, wow, that's crazy. I, w- I was laughing so hard. So I had to share that and give my public apology to the TCs for the really can you put can you put up I like those polls that you were doing the other day on Instagram also obviously Brenna runs the Instagram um I like those polls that you were doing can you do which which host is most likely to have a stray sock 100 I I was thinking we should get together get together as if we like never see each other we should get together one of these days we should get like what we talk every single day um and like decide some more crafty creative I love that so funny and it's funny to see who's right and who's wrong And then my actual pickle is, I feel like, I don't know how to word this, so I'm just going to like say it, but I was listening back to our episode because obviously Julia edits our shows evidently, so she always listens back to our episodes and I usually listen back to like write down our graphics for our Instagram. So I was listening to it and you know that feeling when you feel as though you didn't say what you wanted to say and like you wish you could go back? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what, I'll just say it in my pickle just to clear my own conscience Um, and then let's move on to another topic. But I was listening to the piece where you and I were talking about like privilege and and food and like all that stuff and I was like oh I feel unsatisfied with my answer here I feel like there was more that I wanted to to say but I didn't say because I don't know I feel like we started off in the topic speaking very generally and then we got specific and I was like "Ah." if you don't see my face you guys it looks crazy I made a very uncomfortable face so long story short I feel like I wasn't satisfied with the piece of me because I was reflecting and I'm like and this is nothing against Julia by the way I hope that's clear as fuck not even a little bit against just like a reflection um when she was talking about food as love I was like fuck like she's so right like food is love food is comfort food is celebration like it's all these things I was like I do feel that way so what is it that like brings me up against these things so I just for anyone who was like maybe thinking about it too I don't fucking know if you were just I feel like our experiences definitely shape the way we feel about certain things and how we go about reflecting on them so for anyone that's like huh food is love to me but there's also some weird uncomfortable stuff like that's okay um percent 100 yeah yeah and I was just like reflecting on I was like you know what what was the difference between me fully believing that and 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 having an easy idea of that and what's the difference between like Julia's relationship and it's not in a comparison type of way I very Uh much learn and observe and love to learn from Julia because it's 
it's just different, you know, like in the same way that we give each other advice. So anyways, I feel like the difference is I was reflecting on how over the past few years, it's been a beautiful shift that we've started to accept like larger bodies and started to see ourselves as more than a body and all of that stuff. And that's beautiful. But I reflected back as to like when we were growing up, that that wasn't really always the case. You no, know? not at all. Um, and, and I would love to just tag on to that to say, because I feel like I didn't expand my point as well either because when I because in saying that I associate food with love and like togetherness and community and blah 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 does not mean that I don't struggle with my body image because I absolutely do of course I do I, I think every woman does unfortunately but when it comes to struggling with my body image I personally because of my experience associate that with exercise and movement mm. instead of associating that with food so like every everyone's association is different I don't want anyone to think that me saying that that's, how, no. that's love is that that means I don't have body image struggle no. well because I do it's just a different association with me because like you said everyone's experience is different 100% and I'm so glad that it's so funny that you that you thought that way because I 100 me knowing who you are and where you're coming from I know 100% what you meant but then when I listened back to it I was like I feel as though we had such a great conversation about it and then there was like this little chunk that apparently we both felt like we could yeah, totally about. So I'm glad that we did. And for anyone out there, we're so freaking glad that life has shifted and that more and more people that exist in larger bodies are being accepted. But of course, like Julia mentioned this in the episode that thin privilege is a thing and it totally like affects the way that people have a relationship to their bodies. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that. So all of our experiences are valid peeps and it's, it's just weird. Like I was just reflecting on, I'm like, damn, this is so crazy. So that's my pick in the set, not the actual conversation, obviously, but it was more so that feeling, not even just us, but I feel like, you know, when you like, ha- in, in general, when you wish you could have said something differently and you didn't think of it in the moment. Oh, really? <laughs> um, so that's my pickle. And then my pride is short as heck. It's that Ariel D'Ampert that we had on the show long time ago. Her husband added me on Snapchat and added me to this list of people that he sends her cute little daughter's like morning outfits to. (laughs) Wait, that is so cute. And I'm going to wait on Friday since we're hanging out. I'm going to wait and I won't open it and I'll show you because it's actually the cutest thing ever. He narrates like every detail from the moment that he unzips her from her little pajama and dresses her and like narrates why she's wearing what she's wearing. Wait, that is so cute. Also, I low-key love that because like most people on the internet don't really care what your baby's wearing but there are the few people that really care like I'm one of those people and it's so lovely to have like a set like a snapchat group for that I think that's brilliant <laughs> right so I was like okay I'm, I'm feeling it so every morning I get a little a little gabby snap in her little booties and it's so cute and it just it just makes my day great so on that's to you so cute okay so I'll start with my pickle as well um the bathing suit saga continues here we go <laughs> So, the bathing suit saga, I hope you've been listening. I'm not gonna um, give a brief. You should go back and listen. It's a saga. So, you know, Brenda, I've been like putting it off to go file the report because it's been snowing and it's COVID and it's crazy. And I also like don't really want to have to file a police report for something that feels so stupid. And then like, that's my own thing about how I feel about that. But so the, the circumstance was that I had to go into the precinct to file this police report for a stolen bathing suit. So, and I didn't want them to do anything about it. I just needed the police report number so I could submit it to the people to be like, my package was stolen. I did the right thing. I submit, I told, I did what you told me to do. Please give me a refund or send me a new suit. So I did it today. I went in this morning. I walked my little butt over to the police precinct and I went in and I filed my police report. Of course, it was like this like young kid taking my report and he's like asking me for the emails and he's like looking at my email. He's like, oh, cute bathing suit. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, I know this is like so stupid. Like, I know that this is so dumb, but like, I just need the report number so I can try to get a refund. Like, blah, blah, blah. I like felt so embarrassed because it's so stupid. Yes, I'm so aware how stupid this is and how like there are way more important things in the world than this stupid stolen bathing suit but now it's just funny like now I can't give it up you know like now I'm dead set on it because it's been a saga so I get my report great he's like call back later to get the report number fabulous I go home I, I work do my thing I call back I get my report number awesome I'm gonna go and submit it submit my claim 
So I go, I submit my claim. They're like, thank you. And I am feeling so accomplished. Like, I'm like, I did it. I submitted my claim. Like I did all the things I need to do. I'm going to get a refund. It's going to be awesome. And then I get an email about five minutes later, your claim has been denied. What? And I'm like, what the fuck? And at this point I'm on the phone with my, I just happen to be on the phone with my mom as I get this email. And I'm telling her how proud I am that I won and I did it. I filed the report and like, and then I'm like, are you kidding me? They denied my claim because even though I had insurance on the package that says if the package is damaged or stolen, that they'll cover it and I can get a refund or a, or a new suit. It says that if it's stolen, it should be covered. I bought the insurance because I, you know, because I'm responsible. So I was like, so that in itself was responsible of you. Right. So I was like, what the heck? You denied my claim. And then I'm like reading, 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 because I'm like so upset. And then in the very, very fine, fine, fine print on the bottom of this like insurance policy, it says that you have to claim your or your claim, like do a claim within 15 days of the quote delivery date. No, I was like, are you kidding? The only reason too, that I haven't done this sooner was because it's been a fucking snowstorm tundra here in New York. And I didn't want to walk in the snow in COVID to the police department. So I'm very upset because that's some bullshit. I'll tell you that, especially during bullshit. Yeah, especially during COVID. So my and my mom is on the phone while this is happening, and she's like, "That is unacceptable." And my mom's a lawyer, so she's like, "Send me all the emails. I'm going to write a very strongly worded email." Now my mom is in on this, like, and I we are determined because now now it's not even about the package and the bathing suit anymore. It's just about that, like, we've committed to this. Principle. We need to see it through. We need to see this through. So the pickle that is is that it was my claim was denied, even though I went out of my way to go and file this report. They had to take my temperature. I had to use some off-brand hand sanitizer. Come oh. on. Come oh, on. So on and denied. So I'll keep you updated on how the strongly worded email goes. Possibly a phone call from Heidi Lippman Esquire. And, and that's where we're at. So I'm was I was so proud of myself this morning, feeling cloud nine that I took care of this, and now I'm back down in the dumps. Oh my gosh, that is a true pickle. I'm I'm actually genuinely sorry because that's like a lot of energy to spend on something that's so not much energy. Like it's funny because you think back to how excited slash ashamed you were for buying it, but also like you splurged, you did the thing, then it was stolen, now it's denied. Now there's fine print. Like, fuck you, fine print. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Right? We're in the middle of a pandemic and a two-week-long snowstorm. Like Come on, cut the girl some slack. Was it from from the UK? It was from Australia. Oh, never buy a bathing suit from Australia is the lesson. Apparently, but like what happens now? You think Heidi Lippman Esquire will be able to get them to refund you or Yeah, I think I think Heidi Lippman Esquire will will figure it out. I kind of do too. I Actually, think, I very much do. I think she'll get it figured out because she's because it's true. We're in COVID. I'm in the middle of a snowstorm. I have the report number. Like I did everything. I have the receipt from DHL saying that it was delivered and me not getting it. And like, come on, people. But well, it's it, a refund so, or a new suit? No, I want a refund now. Okay. Uh, you it, 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 at least send me a new suit. Both. Why not both? Let's Why not that. both? <laughs> a free suit and a refund. It's just, I do want to say to the world, yes, this is extremely stupid. Yes, this is such a first world problem. Yes, I'm so aware of that. But now it's just funny. That's why we're spending all this time. But like in all seriousness, absolutely. Like you you, all, you already know, I feel like our listeners know too that we have like very love, we're pretty level-headed. That's not to say we're never wrong or won't be held accountable for what we say or do or whatever. But like at the end of the day, it is it is your money. It's tough times financially for so many people right yeah. now. Something you were excited about, like it's valid to be upset about. And now it's crazy because- you've been like nervous about this police report for so long so much energy on this over a freaking bathing suit oh gosh I really I want to know who has it like I want to hire a yeah. personal what's it called a private investigator private investigator I really want to know who has it I bet it's some man who's never going to use it okay if anybody knows a private investigator that will take our case pro bono please let us know. <laughs> 
please let us know. We have a case. I have timestamps. I've got everything. Everything. So yeah, so that's the pickle. I'll keep you posted. Please do. Um, in terms of my pride, I got my new passport. That's good. That's just a little one. It's taken four weeks to come, but it came today. So that's a good one because my passport was expired. So I needed to get a new one. So I finally got my new one. So I'm feeling good about that. But my real pride, in, and it goes into relation to what we're going to talk about, is I was doing my, my meditation this morning, and it was with Ross Rayburn, who I love on the Peloton app. And it was, the meditation was about peak performance, but he was talking about like power and like what you would do with your power and like what intention you want to set of like what you're going to do with this like newfound power. And I was, I had done this meditation before and I, you know, I didn't really know what to do with that kind of like um, intention. And today I was like, actually, I really know what I would do if I had, you know, like if I were able to harness this inner power more greatly. And that would be to show up you know, authentically as myself always without self-doubt or fear mm. or, or any type of like self negative self-talk or like anything. Like I feel like in every area of my life, I could use a little more power to show up without self-doubt. Um, whether that's in my relationships, whether that's in my auditioning, whether that's in class, whether that's in, you know, whatever. And I was like, wow, this like really feels like it makes sense. You know, when you like do something and you're like, oh, that like really clicks. Like that feels like it really makes sense. And this is something that I feel is tangible that I can like really hold on to. So I felt like really good about that this morning being like, this is an intention that I really, really want to hold on to and use my power to overcome. Yeah, that that's so powerful, Drew. And I'm so glad that you had that breakthrough and that click. And I feel like I've also been thinking about how you and I always say, and this is true, but also I'm just putting like a little spin on it. Like we always say, oh, people don't, you know, people don't care about what you're doing because they're too busy focusing on themselves. True. People are 100% more focused on themselves than on you. But I feel like in this weird way, which I don't know if it'll make sense, but we also are focus on others and judging others because we're comparing ourselves to them and how we're measuring up or how we aren't or we have this like I'm not saying you and I particularly but everyone honestly has this tendency of like I guess gossiping or sharing news or like stuff like that so I feel like the reason I share that is because that's rooted probably in our self-doubt right because if we're wondering what other people are doing or how they're doing or comparing ourselves then it's only natural for us to to have self-doubt because we're one we're wondering subconsciously what other people are thinking. So it, I totally get you. And I think it's it's such a powerful intention to set to show up differently in that way because it only shifts your own energy. And I think it shifts it for other people too by, by modeling the way. Like I know for myself, when I witness someone feeling so certain of who they are and so certain of what they want, like that is so attractive to me. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I crave and want to embody. And when I do, I feel on top of the world. But I think sometimes we always say confidence doesn't equal like carelessness towards others. It doesn't equal cockiness. But I feel like sometimes people can misinterpret, you know what I mean? So it's like finding that, like navigating that place of confidence and self-belief without diminishing yourself or others. You know? Yeah. 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 And it is, it's such a, it's such a weird line and it, it shows up very differently in different aspects of life. Like it's so easy. I think for me, it's so easy for me to show up confidently in a lot of places in my life. Like it's just kind of my energy and then accompanied to that. I also do have a lot of self-doubt. So it's a, it's a funny, it's a funny dance of like where the confidence comes and where the self-doubt comes and like, you know, and what is, what is the middle thing of like not being overconfident and not having self-doubt and just being like grounded in who you are Mm. and like just self-assured and like that doesn't need to be at all cocky or overly confident or showy. Like you're just, I think the word for it is just grounded and open And like, to me, like, if I feel like if I had less self-doubt, like I would be more open and more present and more playful and more intentional. Like I think of those, you know, I think where I have self-doubt the most, it, you know, in, when I, when I go into audition, like that's where it comes up the most for me. Like when I have an audition, of course, you'll get nervous, blah, blah, blah. But then like, sometimes I'm like, you, you know, you did the work, you did all the preparation work. And this kind of feeds into what we were talking about last week about not showing up as the thinking you can do better. It's like, you know, you've done all the preparation work. 
you know you're good at what you do you know that that you're right for this or whatever like just don't there's no there's no need for doubt so just go in and just do what you prepared and just go and have fun and be present and be open and like but it's very hard to not let self-doubt creep in in those circumstances like I know I'm talking about a circumstance that that is very specific but I think people can relate to it in a lot of places in their life whether it's a meeting or whatever like even though I know all those things I know I prepared I did the work like I'm right for the part I'm talented but still there's those thoughts of like, did I put enough work into this? Did I make the right choice? Are they gonna like my choice? Do I look okay? Is my lighting okay? Like, you know, like I I wish, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I, I'm like, I just like really resonate with what you're saying because I'm thinking of like literally five things right now. The first one is Elizabeth Bazel and how she told us that the biggest thing that differentiates like Olympians is everybody's doing the work, everyone's putting the work in, but that the way that you talk to yourself and the way that you choose to build up your self-belief and cultivate mm-hmm. makes all the difference because yep. the way thinking plays out in the actual competition which for you is auditioning for someone else it might be something else but it's it's so relevant yeah and then also thinking about uh Heather Monahan so her episode you guys isn't going to come out for a couple of weeks but I won't go into this too much but she just mentioned something that I've been thinking a lot about in terms of confidence actually that you can't like that it's very hard to define yourself as a phrase sometimes, whether it's confident, whatever, because you can be confident in a few areas. And then there can be others where you don't feel confident, mm-hmm. you know, whether that is for you sometimes career, whether for me, it's my relationship to my, my body, you know, the questions that you were just asking yourself, you're like, am I, I know I'm talented, but like, what if I'm not talented enough? Like all these things for me, it's like, I know I'm in such a good space, but what if I'm secretly not? And you know what I mean? Like it's those questions that, that can send us down a different a different path or what what could they think and I think the extra hard part about your career Jew is you are literally signed up to be judged like you're going into a room and people exactly. like it's not one of those things where it's like oh, nobody cares someone's gonna judge you no 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 they are judging you that is every- the point that's the point <laughs> every piece of you is being judged right now so I think I know that you're working on all these things but I hope at least even for a moment you give yourself some grace in the sense that like that's a really hard position to be in because it's not oh maybe they're judging me it's okay they're judging me and what are they going to think because this not only affects although it you know we hope to it not to affect your worth and how the outcome is like yeah sometimes it takes a knock at your confidence yeah. and it takes a knock on so many things how you're going to spend your time right it determines what your jobs are like for the next couple of weeks months whatever it determines your financial position it determines so much so I feel like I hope you already know that it's an extra emotionally charged position to be in but um I don't know hope anything that gives you some validation yeah, for sure. And it, yeah, just, and to connect it to, you know, Raquel and spirituality, it just was a, it was a nice reminder that like, you can set like these deep intentions for yourself and use, you know, your, yourself, your inner power, not relying on outside sor- circumstances or outside forces to cultivate the a kind of life that you want. Like a life that I would want is a life with less self-doubt. And today's practice ca- gave me a little bit of a, a confidence boost in that I can create that without needing like outside circumstances to um, verify that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think also, um, in terms of people that are like super craving productivity and maybe tie their work to stuff like that, it was, it was something that I heard in a a meditation. It was like, I can't, I, I won't let ambition rob me of my current joy or something. And I feel like it's very relevant to what we're talking about because Uh, we are in a world where we want to achieve. And a lot of times we do let our achievements or lack of not measuring up uh, rob us of our current joy because we're either ruminating on why we're not there and it keeps us from being present so that I don't know it just really resonated with me totally attention attention calling all sneaker lovers calling all sneaker lovers I have incredible news because our newest sponsor here at Roaring 20s podcast is eBay eBay is the original sneaker marketplace and it is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. Whether it's a rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you are looking for. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. So a team of experienced sneaker authenticators verified the logo, the box, the stitching, dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return 
return policy. And for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection, which is just incredible. So go head over to ebay.com slash sneakerstoday.ebay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. So go ahead, girl, go get yourself a pair of cute sneaks. You deserve it. Get a pair for your boyfriend, for your dad, your mom, your dog. I don't know. Everybody loves a good sneaker. Go head over to eBay and enjoy. So I have a question for you, Brenda, because because we talk about spiritual practices with Raquel and I don't want to try to rephrase anything that she said because she's so eloquent <laughs> and said everything so beautifully. So I'm just going to, I just have a couple questions like in relation to spirituality. I know that you for a while were apprehensive to meditation a while ago. You've been practicing for a while yep. now, but I know at first that that was something that you were like, I don't know if it's for me. I feel like I can't sit quietly for a while. Like for some, I think, and I think that a lot of people feel that way. And someone had recently asked us about it. And I want to know a little bit about your experience of like getting, getting into meditation because it was something that was kind of a little more foreign to you. Like my dad is super spiritual and my dad is yogi and it's a he, he's been practicing meditation like since tra- my childhood and he had a meditation room in my house growing up. So like meditation was never foreign to me, never felt like a unattainable practice to me. So I'm curious as to your experience with that and getting into it for someone who is curious about it, but is like, oh, I don't know if it's for me. I feel like I can't do it. Totally. Yeah. I was looking for a quote and I can't find it, but that's okay. So yeah, I'm the first to say that I've always struggled with the, I just even the thought of meditation. I don't want to use the, the word weird, but I thought it was somewhat weird because it just wasn't something I was used to. Like I didn't really get it. I thought it was only for people that were super deeply spiritual. And I remember actually, it's funny you mentioned your dad. I remember your dad had a very like zen room in your house and it, it just had like a particular vision so it's like oh man like I know that's what Scott's about and I just felt like I had to I don't know I almost thought I had to be be and think all the things that like, like Scott is version of meditation yes. right Correct. Yeah. And I'm like, it's I, a very specific type of it is. It's practice. Yeah. Interesting. Because then I'm like, so I think that in general, not that that turned me off to it, but I just was like, huh, I'm not that, I'm not like that. So I guess it's not for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like and it's a little unattainable. It, exactly. It, abs- it absolutely felt unattainable. And then because especially when meditation and the idea of meditation had come to light was at the time when my thoughts were racing more than ever in my life, I was like, no freaking shit that I would be able to just sit here and not think about all these things. Um, and I also had the perception that meditation was just absolute silence, which for some people it is, but I didn't realize that there were other alternatives. So for a little while, I actually started off with, there's this song called I Am Light by, I think it's India Ari. I want, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. It was at a point where I was feeling super not good. And I would just, I just started by waking up in the mornings and listening to that song and sitting and listening to the lyrics and trying to think about that. My friend Sammy that we had on the podcast a while back had given me this bracelet that said I am light and she kept trying to remind me based on that song kept trying to remind me that there is light within me even when I feel so taken over by darkness it was very unlike me so started that way and then I started thinking about the possibility because I did feel some groundedness in the music I started thinking about the possibility of okay maybe I could try a meditation app and I did I tried I want to say the calm app and it, it didn't it was like I, I was never consistent with it and I still felt like discouraged because I wasn't able to just sit still and not think about everything. And I really let that get to me. And I think a lot of people do too, is they think that they're failing at it if they can't push thoughts away. So I want to tell you all that you're wrong. And that is that is not the reality. You're not failing. Uh, just showing up and just sitting to and committing to, I'm just going to sit here for, you can even just say, I'm just going to sit here for these 10 minutes. Like you already won. You already oh, did it. Won. And I think that's such a powerful thing to share too, because people, I, I think especially people that are perfectionists are like, start to believe that they must, they're not doing it right so it's not worth doing at all you know yeah yeah. Um, some (laughs) maybe those with an extremist mentality so that was definitely my case for a while I wasn't consistent I would start like a habit tracker for meditation and I would never really finish it I never felt inclined to do it because I didn't feel good at it and we're usually not motivated by things that we don't feel like we're good at so after a while I tried all different things and then I ended up finding the Peloton app Um, I was using it already anyway and I was like oh I'm paying it for it I might as well try this and I really found that guided meditations were 
were the best for me. And I used to try and do it for way longer. And I was like, why am I pressuring myself to start so big? Like, let me do the five minutes, you know? So I did. I mean, I think I- five minutes is big. Like, I think that that's even a big number. Like, I would, yeah. I would encourage people to start with one minute or two minutes. Totally. Yeah. And I think that we have this idea that we need to like, you know, go big or go home and our ideas of big can be different. So yeah, then I realized that the thing that ultimately allowed me to embrace meditation and the possibility was simply saying like, you don't have to be perfect at this. Let's give it a try. Let's be consistent. And then let's make a choice. So I think removing the judgment from the situation of myself and of the practice and embracing curiosity, which I know I've been saying a lot, but but being curious about, well, what if I do try this and what if it changes my life? Mm. You know? And then little by little, I feel like it has. I'm not saying overnight I'm a different person, but I see my ability to focus my attention more. I see the way it impacts the way I carry out my day and energy. And even, you know, first thing in the morning or after my workout, I'm able to like gather my thoughts on a specific topic. And it's honestly really beautiful and grounding. Absolutely. I think also when it comes to like um, misinterpretations of meditation, like you said, you know, people feel like you have to be able to sit for five minutes or whatever, or this certain amount of time, or you're doing it wrong. If you're not, you know, totally silent or whatever, like even, I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody that is like a perfect meditation practicer. Like even if you, like I meditate every day and I have been for a long time, but still like even today when I sat down to do my 10, 10 minutes, which I've done much longer before and I've done much less, but I sat down today to do 10 minutes because that's what I usually do in the morning. And I was like, oh my God, I can't sit here for 10 minutes. Like 10 minutes feels like so long today. Like it's there, that's going to be the case some days. Just because you practice every day doesn't mean like that it's going to ever be perfect. And I think that there is the misconception that like you, you practice so that you can get perfect, but no, like that's not what meditation is. Meditation is always a practice. Like it's always going to be, I don't think you could ever be perfect at it because we're human and like thoughts happen and experiences happen around us and whatever. But, um, so even someone for me who does who does meditate a lot like I 10 minutes 10 10 minutes felt like a lot today but I was like just stay here so like when I I was like a two minutes in and I was like I don't really want to do this and I was like just stay here like you know if you give up you're gonna be upset and like you know you're gonna feel good if you just stay here so like even though I felt that resistance I was like just stay and he just stayed and like I said I ended up having this like really awesome practice today and it sometimes it's just just staying there totally it's it's I think it's especially when you put I find that when you push past the threshold and when you push past the resistance it's almost always more rewarding Mm. chose to continue through the resistance I know I feel that not just through meditation but through my workouts a lot of the time like I'm like oh my god I'm two minutes into my run like I'm like holy shit and (laughs) like two minutes in but I just I recognize that the more that I push those thoughts away you know, the, the quote that I was thinking about before was what self-talk would you silence to better protect your soul in whatever capacity? And sometimes it's negative thoughts. Sometimes it's, oh, it's, you know, this is boring, like whatever it might be. And it's just so fascinating that when you do push beyond and rise above them, it's so much more rewarding. And I'll say too, for myself, like, I think we have said about other things in general, that it is a practice. And it's not that you never have negative thoughts ever again. It's that you get better at pushing them away or reframing them. And it's the same way with meditation. You get better at pushing away the thoughts or you get better at, you know, reacting to them or being like, you know what, I'll revisit those soon. I'll revisit those after my practice. Like it's just more automatic in those terms. But that's not to say that I feel like first thing in the morning, especially during meditation, my creative juices come out and I'm like, oh my God, me and Julia should plan oh, yeah. a world tour, you know? <laughs> so don't think that that doesn't come up. Don't think that my grocery list doesn't come up or that I need to go buy more, some more fake nails. Like all that stuff comes up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Pushing them away and okay. revisiting them later, right? Not judging the fact that they're there, but honoring that they're there and saying, I'll talk to you soon, sugar sugar back to the sugar but yeah definitely guided I I would for anyone looking to start I agree with Brenda guided meditation start with like two minutes I definitely definitely agree I think it just makes all the difference it really does and and to just if you're hesitant to just ask yourself you know what what if this does change my life? Do it for 30 days. That might seem like a lot. It is a lot, but do it. You, you can't you can do two minutes for 30 days. Even if you sit there for those two minutes and stare at the wall or think about things for two minutes, like yeah. it's still showing up for yourself. It's still committing to some sort of practice, 
Yeah, it, it is. And I, I feel like overall, you just, I don't think you can judge something. And that's what I learned through my hesitation is I judge something without experiencing it. I judge that something wasn't for me without really trying it. And, and by trying it, I mean more than once. I mean a whole bunch of times and not being focused during all those bunch of times and then being like, okay, but if I continue to push through, what if it makes a difference? You know, I think it comes back to this thing of like instant gratification we're such a generation and honestly world that wants instant gratification so if we don't see the result right away of feeling like this grounded guru we're like fuck it's not working for me you know right Uh, we're based on those judgments that you said before of people maybe thinking they're not perfect at it and and feeling like a failure like all of those things play a role but the most rewarding things in life are not gratified instantly they're all delayed they're all far delayed (laughs) well like it's like it's like running right let's say you want to start start being a runner like you know you want to start running you're not going to get up that first day and go run a mile no problem like you're not you're just not you could be as fit as a fiddle and like you might not get up that day and go run a mile like I I would say I'm pretty fit and I absolutely cannot go run a mile like it's not my body is not trained for that like you know I mean I could if I really needed to I guess but like I, I thought you were great when I recorded you for some audition oh thank you my, my form was good yeah it good looked form. thank you um but but that's the truth right like you have to practice to be a runner if you want to run a half marathon or a 5k or marath- like you have to practice you have to get up every day and you have to go run a little bit and then you get a little bit you run a little bit more and then you run a little further and a little further like it's it's funny that we allow for that growth in like you know when we could hit tangible milestones like I ran three miles today or I ran five miles today but you don't have such a tangible milestone when you're when you're like wow I was really present for 10 minutes today like that's not as tangible and I think it really comes back to expectations like Mm -hmm. setting the expectation of this is going to be different Mm -hmm. and this is going to take time and when we set that expectation of oh you know I'm going to be so grounded tomorrow or I'm going to I'm going to if I don't run in under a blank minute mile, then I'm a failure. Like if we set expectations that harm us or set us up quote unquote for failure, because we're going to be disappointed if we don't measure up, that's different. That doesn't mean don't set goals. It just means like we have to be realistic and we can't always predict what realistic is if it's something we haven't tried. You know, I can't tell you right now. I, I have a prediction that I probably would not be the best skier, <laughs> but I can't tell you how I would perform on a ski slope because I've never done it before. Right. So I would really have to try and assess how it feels. And it's just so interesting. And, and the, because you mentioned the running thing, I feel like it, we've talked about the power of identity and atomic habits. And one of the things that that um, the book and James Clear says is when you identify as, oh, I'm not that type of person. So for so long, I identified as I'm not the type of person who meditates. Mm -hmm. Uh, then that's the identity that I'm more closely stuck to as opposed to I'm a person that embraces curiosity and I am a person who meditates. So if you're so focused on what you're not, how can you ever like embrace the possibility of being something else, you know? So he even uses the example of a runner. Like for someone that's not a runner being like, I am a runner, <laughs> you know, for someone that wants to be an author, I am a writer. And oh, wow. when you emphasize stuff like that, you're more likely to have your actions, behaviors, and habits align with that as opposed to all of the reasons why you're not, you and know? How limiting, like, how dare we? How dare we limit <laughs> ourselves right. like that? Like, how dare I say I'm not a runner? Who knows? I could be. It's true though. Like, how dare I do that to myself and limit myself like that? I could say I don't want to run. But to say that I'm not a runner, like that is, wh- who who am I to do that to myself? Like, how dare I? Seriously, like, I know, I know we're laughing and being silly, but it's like, I, and I, I, I think there's a line between not, you know, I'm, I, <laughs> it's weird because when we put into perspective, I'm like, I am not a skier. Like, I'm just not, I've never done it before. But if it, I guess but it's different, but I could be, but I feel like there's a difference between like setting yourself up for something and feeling like saying you're not because you're afraid that you won't be good at something or because you feel like you're not the type of person that can versus being like, okay, I'm not a skier. I'm actually not interested in that. Right. No me is interested in like that's okay there are just so many layers to it (laughs) I was also like I was listening to this podcast with um a neuroscientist I'm forgetting his name at the moment but we were talking he was talking about we like I was there (laughs) I feel like that when I listened to podcasts and like we were having this discussion I was not there I was listening and he was talking about how the brain works 
in regards to like the limbic system lighting up when we, you know, when you have a reward, like how there's certain parts of your brain that like light up when you get reward and that relates endorphins and like all these positive hormones that make us feel good, right? That's how the brain and the hormones work. So he was talking about that in relation to like pursuing a goal and like what is like delusion and what is like possibility. So he was saying that, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to get that, that, that light up when you say, you know, I'll be happy when I win a Nobel Prize. Like, because, because the odds of that happening, you know, they're slim. Like, and you should set that goal, but the goal, he was saying you should set that goal, but you shouldn't allow only attaining that goal to be the thing that lights up that part of your brain. What should be lighting up that part of your brain is the pursuit of the goal. Mm. And how we'd all, you know, that's what makes us happy when the, we when these hormones are firing and these parts of our brains are lighting up. And, and it's like, why should we limit ourselves to just attaining the goal when we can when we can have all these happy hormones in relation to our journey to the goal? And again, not to say you shouldn't have the goal. You should have the goal. You should have maybe the delusional, unattainable, amazing goal. But you need to have the joy in the process. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the, the book that I was talking about before mentioned that same thing too, that when you're so like, there's a difference between being focused on playing the game and being focused on winning the game. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes when we do, whether it's a Nobel Peace Prize or whatever it is, when we're so fixated on solely winning the game, not only are we not present, not only are we not enjoying the journey, but besides the fact that our idea of whether we want to win the game or not, or whether the game that we want to play shifts along the way, like not allowing yourself to embrace the journey, to learn from your journey, to like find joy in the journey is is so shitty and it's 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 because we're so just we have like a we have a destination addiction we're addicted to getting to a destination but it's not the beauty is usually not in that it's still rewarding right like i'm certain and listen winning a nobel peace prize would be very nice fucking awesome fucking awesome but it's like that is what people see as the overnight aspect of things but there's so much to be proud of in the steps to getting there you know and now that you mentioned that it's the last thing i'll mention about this journey but i just realized like it clicked for me that the reason why everything that's going on with me in terms of fitness right now is so enjoyable and not harmful or detrimental by any means is because i'm putting so much positive energy in the journey as opposed to in a specific type of goal you know and it's building so much mental toughness for me and building so much honestly like substance and character and all that because it's all those little things that really ultimately build up your self-belief so yeah I see that in you a lot yeah it's really fascinating but I love that you shared that well yeah that was an interesting um step from spirituality but Raquel says everything too good that we can't we can't. Um... Oh, we totally can't. I just dropped a fake nail on the floor. Oh my god! I agree though. Like I, I think I think people love to hear our 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 tangents and and what inspires. Our... Certainly was a tangent off of. We started at meditation and we got here to hormones in neuroscience. But you know, it's all connected. I I think it's all connected. Like I kind of like waiting for science to catch up to spirituality in a lot of ways absolutely why I like quantum physics if anyone is interested in quantum physics we talk about it really briefly with Raquel but as a resource I I really like Dr. Joe Dispenza's work if anyone's interested in learning about quantum physics definitely I guess so reinforced by our neural pathways my gosh what'd you say (laughs) I said that our habits are so reinforced by that Mm -hmm. pathways that are created in our brains it is it's crazy. Do you have any resources or tips that you want to leave our audience with on on this topic? On this very random topic, I think I think Atomic Habits is a really great book because it does bring in the neuroscience. It does bring in, like, yeah. it's like the science of the, of creating changes within your behavior and creating strong habits and how you can set yourself up in a way that is attainable for your destination, but also makes the pursuit of the destination um, attainable because you're making it so digestible for your brain and body to do their thing together. So I, I think it's, love it. love it's a it. great, great book. Yeah, I second that. And I would recommend Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural. He has guided meditations on his website that are free. If anyone is interested in guided meditation, those meditations are incredible they're a little more advanced I would say than like a peloton meditation just because he does talk about like quantum fields and stuff like that so it is a little more advanced but his his work is all about how you can literally use meditation to change 
your life in a lot of ways. Um, I won't get into the science of it, but that's my recommendation, Atomic Habits. Check out Raquel's episode on Thursday. It's so wonderful. She, her energy is incredible. I promise you it's grounding. It's relatable. It's not super woo woo, but she has a lot of amazing um, tips and she breaks things down in a really digestible way. And for any, if you're a spirituality lover or you are a little cynic about it, like I think you're going to like both, both parties. I think you're going to like the episode. 100%. And we've been getting more DMs from you guys recently. So I just want to encourage you if you ever need support or just want to like show us some love, please feel free to do so. But like I always say, we're your friends. We love you guys. We get it. We're in the thick of everything with you navigating either overwhelm or just like what the heck we want to do in this world or how we want to contribute or how we feel about ourselves. We're navigating it all too. So um, if there's anything we can do to make you feel less alone, whether it's just validating your experience, slide on in. Please be sure to share this podcast with people that you love and beyond because we love to get more people in our little community. Yes. And if you aren't already, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show so much. Uh, go take your friends' phones, subscribe on their phones. They don't even have to listen. Just like give us the subscribe. You know, we would really appreciate it. But you should encourage them to listen. But like, you know, if, if they're if they're not open to the podcast game, just take their phone, hit that subscribe button. It helps the show so much. Leave us a review if you haven't. Um, hopefully a nice one. And that's yeah, all we got. Please. Yeah, check us out on the tube. And with all of that being said, you're never alone. And you are 10, 10 out of 10, baby. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With, with love, love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.